How can you recite your mantra when all you can hear is a cacophony of Lord's prayers? This has been a fundamental discomfort I experienced in my life, in my workplace, in my community, and indeed in my role in doing racial justice work. Whether I was really hearing other people's prayers or I was simply making them up, the divide between my sense of my spiritual self and my roots and those uh, that of anyone anywhere in my life, that divide was wide. Whether I was in Mississippi or Minnesota, the dominant religious discourse left me feeling ungrounded and displaced. Back in grade school, I thought, if I just say the Lord's Prayer along with the other children, maybe they would leave me alone, not see me. Or better still, it would start to have some meaning for me. As a young woman, I avoided the conversations around religion completely, to be accepted, to not make waves, and to fit in. At work, a student tells me, don't use the term people of color because it's just a politically correct term. And by the way, she said, you don't look like a person of color. My racial justice journey at First Universalist got off to a bumpy start. In 2006, I approached a minister and asked him about any kind of racial justice work that was going on in the church. He referred me to somebody else. Before he could finish his sentence, he had turned and walked away. A couple of years later, I went to a listening session about the search for a future minister. I laid out my suggestions. Why not have a minister of color? Why not make some changes in the way that we worship, the way we govern and communicate? I got the feeling that the others were smiling politely at me, but I wasn't sure if I was getting my point across. So I spoke faster and louder and more earnestly and intensely. I did join the racial justice leadership team and we awkwardly navigated our purpose and our relationships and our place. Sometimes we'd go round in our discussions and I know, I know, I became more insistent, more strident and more strongly worded. Sometimes when we closed, we would hold hands and pray, and I felt quite uncomfortable. It was not my way. This work is not easy. Speaking up, speaking out, staying whole, staying engaged, and standing on solid ground. Before long, though, I was doing racial justice work in my workplace, with other organizations, here, and it felt like it was my path. And that has led me to wonder, maybe I don't have to shout over the sounds of the dominant voices, but rather, maybe I need to quiet the clanging of my crockery in the kitchen sink of my anxious mind. This is a process that is bringing me greater comfort with being in my skin, with speaking my truth. 
and it is facilitated by people around me who stand for my greatness. I don't have to shout anymore. I have to listen to my heart. I have to be still. I have to write. I have to open up. I have to allow them in. And today, I could never have imagined today in my wildest dreams that I would be reciting an ancient Hindu prayer, my childhood bedtime prayer in a room full of welcoming, open, kind, and struggling souls on this journey right along with me.